in a world where anyone can have a podcast. Peter Von Panda is one of them. Rants are taken to a whole new level. This is the Peter Von Panda Podcast. A giant waste of time. What's happening, Panda Nation? Peter Von Panda here on the worst podcast ever. But hey, I wanted to come out to you and hit you up with a brand new rant. I don't know if you've been watching the tech news lately, but Samsung just unveiled a new phone that they call the Samsung Galaxy Fold. The Fold. And I'm telling you that this phone is going to bring you into the Samsung Fold because it is amazing. Could it be improved? Yeah, you bet. But as a first iteration to a problem that I am actually dealing with, I think it is amazing. And basically what I want to say and what we'll get to is that Samsung, holy smokes, just ate Apple's lunch. What the hell is going on with Apple? Like, where is the innovation these days? You know, it's funny because I was watching, I don't know, someone, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Ah, can't think of his name now. But he was just talking about how Apple looks like has uh, applied for a patent for a foldable phone. But that means they are pretty far off from releasing one. The Samsung Galaxy Fold is coming out this spring. So I better explain it to you if you haven't seen it. Basically, the Samsung Galaxy Fold fold looks like your kind of your average oversized smartphone a phablet right it's a big phone the the front screen is actually not that big it's about four and a half inches and what it has is actually about like an inch uh bezel at the top and the bottom which kind of leaves a little something to be desired but i get i'm understanding why they did that but the thing about it is it uses the foldable led technology so when you open it up it'll split open kind of like a long wallet and then inside is one of those foldable displays. And so you get a much larger display by old opening it up. So you basically get the advantages of a smartphone as well as a mini tablet all in one device. And I think it is brilliant. Now, it, it didn't add up to me the kind of the screen dimensions when they kind of unveiled it and we're talking about it because the front screen is only four and a half inches, but when they opened it up inside, it was something like 7.3, which is pretty darn close to an iPad mini. I think it's 7.9. So that being said, I kind of realized that there were these big bezels on the front of the, the phone. And I kind of get that. It's kind of all right to me. Uh, you know, I've got a, a 5.8-inch screen on my XS Max right now, my iPhone, and I like it. I like it. And I would think, honestly, if you could put a bigger screen on the front there, that would even that would sell me even more on it. But um, I really do like having my phone with a big screen. But I guess if you are putting an iPad mini size screen available to me with the quick flip open of the, the fold, I will forgive the slightly smaller smaller screen. I can live with it because, it, you know, to me, why I need a big screen on my phone is that I don't want to necessarily go to my iPad or my computer and watch YouTube videos. And those things are, you know, generally pretty good on that size screen. Again, on a four and a half inch screen, I think that's what it was. You know, it's probably going to be a little too small, but when I can open it up, I've got even better real estate to watch that. So that's how I think you can kind of justify having that small screen. But the thing about it is I have been struggling lately with why do you need all of these devices, especially when they kind of continue to just be incremental improvements. So basically the XS Max is an awesome phone, like 5.8 inches. The screen is huge. The battery life is huge. And basically I used to have an iPad mini. Um, when we went to the big phablet sized phones, I got rid of my iPad mini and I stepped up to the iPad Pro, the 10.5 inch. 
And then I got a MacBook and, you know, that's a great computer. And, uh, you know, it's a 13-inch MacBook Pro. And what I found is between my iPhone, which was doing a lot of the tablet heavy lifting, from watching videos, watching movies, listening to podcasts, all of that stuff, even typing out emails and being, uh, you know, pretty productive on it. What I realized is that iPad, my iPad <laughs> was never getting used. In fact, despite how long the battery will last, especially kind of in its sleep state, you know, I would go and grab it and the battery would be dead because it had just not been used for so long. And what ended up happening, and you guys probably didn't know, I didn't mention it on my channel, but I went ahead and I just sold my iPad Pro 10.5. It was a great computer, but the i the Apple Pencil, you know, was the older version. And so then they have a new iPad Pro with the magnetic pencil. And I just thought, okay, it's not that it was affecting me personally, but I wasn't using it. The technology was already replaced with the new generation of stuff. I just decided to sell it. And so I don't have an iPad at all because I got my rid of my mini much earlier. So all I have is my iPhone, my large phablet phone, and my MacBook Pro. And just those two devices are more than enough. Now, there are times when I would love some sort of intermediate device that doesn't have to be big like a 10.5. And in fact, the big iPad Pro was a little unwieldy, honestly, for just watching some videos or doing some side-by-side -side apps. But the idea that my phone could do that, um, knowing the capability of foldable phones and you know seeing those foldable displays at CES and whatnot, and they just were not very elegant. You know, They had like kind of big, um, rolls in them you couldn't kind of fold them like flat and, and all that and i kind of wondered what the limits were with the foldable screens but the galaxy fold display really made it uh usable it made a tablet-like experience on the inside and a phone-like experience on the outside and that to me replaces the need for my phone and my tablet now here's the other thing and i know people are beating up on this but i think it actually makes a ton of sense the phone is almost $2,000. I think it's like $1,950 or something is the projected price for half a terabyte of storage and 16 gigs of RAM or something like that. But I will say that price makes total sense to me too. So I, I know it seems like a lot, but I paid over $1,000 for my uh, iPhone uh, just to get something that was not locked to a system, $1,100. My iPad Pro was also over 1000 bucks because the problem is if I want to have movies on my phone to watch when I've got some dead time and don't have my iPad. I've also got those movies duplicated on my iPad. And so I needed the 512 gigabytes on both. And so I'm paying for a terabyte of storage when I'm really only using a few hundred gigabytes in total. It's really just duplicated data. Something like the Galaxy Fold means that now I get that efficiency on where those files are, right? And I don't have to be dependent on them in the cloud. I know people say like, just put them in the cloud. Well, that doesn't do me any good if I'm on an airplane or if I I'm on a train and I don't have an internet signal and there's a ton of places you don't get enough uh, internet speed, especially even on Wi-Fi, like in uh, hotels and conference centers and stuff like that, it just can be really, really slow. So having things local is important to me to, to kill some time. But the fact is now it's more space efficient um, physically and you know digitally as well. So the fact is that it could replace two devices, which I'm probably all in at $2,300, $2,400 for one device that's $2,000 and it's more convenient. That's the thing. Like it could actually charge a premium to have those things merged into one. And so I'm really excited about the Galaxy Fold 1 as just kind of the the first really commercially viable device and the execution. It, it certainly looks like it is, is a well-built device. Um, so much so that as an Apple fanboy, as someone who is deeply in the Apple ecosystem, 
you know, as I was thinking about it, I'm not really sure how to use Android. I've kind of struggled when I've grabbed people's phones because the, the versions are so different on a lot of them. Like even deleting apps is not always super clear. I do have some Android devices, but I really use them for streaming video and kind of web surfing and things like that, like the Amazon Fire Tablets machine. I've just get the cheapest ones that I can. Um, but this phone really had me thinking, coming out this spring, can I get rid of my iPhone and get this phone? Can I do it? Can I get the stuff migrated over, you know, my podcast apps? I was thinking of all these other apps that I'm going to have to rebuy and say, hey, it's probably worth it because I am enamored with the Samsung Galaxy Fold. I will tell you what, there has never been an Android device where I've ever really seriously thought about leaving my Apple device for it. But this one not only has me thinking about it, but has me thinking pretty actively about how can I actually make that jump? And if you have any experience with it, please let me know. But I don't think it's going to be that hard, especially using some of the other Android devices. It's been pretty easy to set those up. And a lot of the apps now are free, which is really awesome. But moving that ecosystem, getting my work uh, apps on there, my personal apps, getting things moved over, you know, I think is not the end of the world. Really, as I was thinking through it, the biggest thing is right here on my wrist, this Apple Watch. The Apple Watch is not a standalone device. My Apple Watch has cellular, and I love it because I don't have to roam with my phone all the time. I can go out, do something out in the yard, go for a walk, run some errands, and not really worry about missing a phone call or a text, those types of things. And so the Apple Watch has been really nice. It's, a, it's almost in some ways kind of um, started to minimize my need, my dependency on the phone a little bit. But the Apple Watch is not a standalone device. You can't even set it up without an iOS device. So if I get rid of my iPhone, it really probably means I'm not going to be able to use my Apple Watch. And there's a lot of things that it has to um, be tethered for, like calendar reminders and some of the other things that needs live updating on. But even with that thrown in there, I am still thinking, all right, well, maybe I get rid of the Apple Watch. Maybe I get one of those Samsung Gear watches, right? I, I don't know if those are even available as uh, cellular enabled. But I am so in love with the Galaxy Phone Fold concept that that's what i'm thinking man and it is just it's it's shocking to me because man you can really feel the lack of a steve jobs at at apple these days you know no one is lighting the fire anymore man i don't i don't get it right like why are they so behind apple has all the money in the world to be developing this technology to rapid pace i'm not sure if it's the steve jobs it's just kind of demanded double time from everyone i think that's part of it maybe kind of had a and just an unreasonable expectation for workers, but you can kind of replace that with the amount of money that Apple's sitting on. So I just don't understand how Samsung says, hey, in a couple months, we're gonna have this phone out there, and there is nothing like that from Apple. In fact, they're getting their lunch eaten from all over the place, and it hurts me to say that because I love the Apple ecosystem, I love their devices, I think they're great. Um, you know, they're not without some of their problems, some problems, like today I was getting phantom notifications on my watch, which was annoying, but, you know, it, it's like the Apple HomePod is not even the premier device in that category. It's not even a device that I wanted to buy, right? I mean, I've got how many A-L-E-X-A's and not a single HomePod. Uh, you, you know, I, it, I just wouldn't do it. I've, I've had Google Home Minis, and I've just never wanted uh, the Apple device. Like, And Siri is just not as good as an assistant as many of these other things, even the the embedded AI and the, the email clients and stuff, I mean, it's just so much better from other providers. So I'm just not sure how Apple got themselves so far behind. Um, and so I, maybe I'll chalk it up to Tim Cook or something, but golly, I miss you, Steve Jobs. I miss you, buddy. But hey, uh, good on you, Samsung. Keep um, pressing the future here. 
uh, keep enticing me. This is definitely something that I'm excited about. Uh, even as we're speaking with my buddy Dave at work and just kind of talking about foldable devices, and he too was totally on board. Yeah, if you could have one device for a phone and a tablet, and here's the here's the drawback is that the phone is going to be thicker because it's kind of almost two phones that you're folding out. But that is definitely a trade off I'd be worth uh, making. So listen, really really awesome. Uh, one hand, I'm super excited about it. On the other hand, I am super worried about what what the heck is going on at Apple these days. That's just my thoughts. Love to try one out. That's it for now at the worst podcast in the world, Peter Von Panda. This is the Peter Von Panda Podcast. A giant waste of time.